Herbs and Clogs, a podcast brought to you by the Apprentice Journal, Faculty of Medicine, University of Kalanir, where experts scrub in to bring you the very latest in surgery. Welcome to Scrubs and Clogs, the podcast brought to you by the Department of Surgery, University of Kalanir. I am your host, Pramod Chandra Singha. Today we have a very interesting topic to discuss, gastroesophageal reflux disease. It is a common clinical entity that we see in clinical practice and often presents a challenge to achieve optimal management. So to discuss about symptoms, investigations, management options and the principles behind the management we have here today Dr. Sumudu Kumarage, Head of the Department of Surgery, University of Kalania, and who has a special interest in laparoscopic, bariatric and anti-reflux surgery. Welcome to the show, sir. First of all, let me ask you, what is gastroesophageal reflux disease? What basically happens in this condition? Uh, thank you, Pramod. Uh, gastroesophageal reflux uh, is uh, not a is a physiological event. We all do experience reflux, uh, that is refluxing of gastric contents back into the esophagus. But when it happens more frequently, when it happens uh, chronically, and when it is symptomatic, and if it affects his someone's day-to-day life, then it becomes a gastroesophageal reflux disease. And uh, Usually, stomach contents are acidic, and uh, these acidic stomach contents are not very well tolerated uh, by the esophagus. So, when it refluxes back, uh, they experience symptoms. Right, so this is a normal physiological phenomenon, but some patients do develop symptoms when it is excessive. What are these symptoms? What are the common symptoms that patients present in your clinical practice? The symptoms uh, they usually get are burning pain uh, behind the chest and they may experience acid taste in the mouth. Uh, And usually these symptoms get worse after meal because the gastric, intragastric pressure goes up after meal. And during night also, that is because reflux is more facilitated in lying down position. And another group of patients do develop, if reflux, uh, the, the acid contents or gastric contents reflux more in proximal esophagus, in the larynx, they get laryngeal symptoms. So they may experience cough in the night, they are sleep disturbances. Uh, and change in their voice as well. Uh, and the chronic reflux can lead to another group of symptoms. If it is so severe, they may develop uh, esophageal strictures, erosions in the esophagus, and uh, they can have some side, uh, changes in the epithelium, leading to malignancy of the esophagus as well. 
Right. So if I ask you that in normal individuals, is there sort of a mechanical valve that prevents your gastric acid from coming into the esophagus? What sort of a mechanism is there to prevent reflux? Uh, if we understand the normal swallowing mechanism, uh, we may be able to understand it. There is no mechanical valve in the lower gastroesophageal junction. But it is uh, the gastric contents are not uh, refluxing back into the esophagus uh, because the lower end of the gastroesophageal junction uh, there it is not opened always it is collapsed and even the normal swallowing mechanism when we swallow food the food bolus is uh, travel along the esophagus right up to the gastroesophageal junction by two forces one thing is the gravity if you are upright the other force is the peristalsis of the esophagus esophageal musculature but when it comes to the gastroesophageal junction the food bolus is propelled into the stomach not by peristalsis but because of the relaxation of the low end of the uh, esophagus this occurs at the anal sphincter as well now failure to relax will prevent it emptying into the stomach and after it empties it collapses because there is a pressure gradient between the intrathoracic and the intraabdominal pressure so the intraabdominal length of the esophagus is also important to uh, keep the lower end of the esophagus collapsed and prevent reflux and other uh, the uh, thing which uh, helps to prevent reflux is the gravity and any reason if intraabdominal pressure goes up this mechanism reverses and the contents tend to uh, reflux back there is no valve which prevent uh, refluxing or prevent the uh, gastric contents refluxing back into the esophagus right so some of the symptoms that you mentioned are i would say non specific they can be uh, they can appear due to other uh, diseases in the upper gastro gastrointestinal tract so when a patient comes to you with these symptoms what is your approach to management do you directly start treating uh, implying that it's gastroesophageal reflux disease or do you investigate or and also do you treat both the young and the old the same way yes it is very true the symptoms are very non specific and these symptoms have a very poor correlation with the amount of reflux as well as sort of ph of the reflux as well now though i said esophagus is not naturally adapted to receive acid but some people with very minimum amount of acid they they do get uh, severe symptoms while others with even a lot of acid reflux they do not get severe symptoms so there is a part of esophageal mucosal sensitivity also play a role uh, in developing symptoms and uh, other uh, important thing is sort of these symptoms are non specific and patient may come and tell you that he is refluxing but most of the time it is not reflux it is belching belching is uh, 
or suprogastric belching is sort of patients tend to uh, burp out air which is accumulated in the stomach air has to vent out that is not reflux and we should not do any surgery to prevent air trapping in the stomach we should facilitate its venting out so belching is not a reflux and we should not sort of treat uh, uh, in the line of treat in the gastroesophageal reflux disease to prevent belching as well then uh, so it is important to recognize the symptoms uh, which is due to the gastric contents reflux in back into the esophagus uh so when we analyze these symptoms depend on the uh, meals and during sleep and the type of symptoms you may suspect the patient may be having reflux disease the similar symptoms they may have due to poor gastric emptying due to distal uh, or uh, distal gastric or even uh, the, uh, proximal small bowel obstruction so these are not due to reflux because of the obstruction they are forced to sort of uh, they have contents back reflux back into the esophagus so endoscopy is an initial investigation and it shows us a lot of things but having said that it is not diagnostic of gastroesophageal reflux disease it may reveal certain effects if they are severe enough uh, during endoscopy the things which may suggest gastroesophageal reflux disease is uh, the presence or ev- evidence of a hiatus hernia you may not see a hiatus hernia in a gastroesophageal uh, endoscopy but you may see evidence of a hiatus hernia that is if you see a short esophagus or if you see double well appearance in the esophagus and if you see the mucosal transition zone more than 3 cm above the gastroesophageal junction right? those are evidence of uh, uh, hiatus hernia then when we uh, retrovert the scope uh, and other thing is sort of inflammation evidence of inflammation various degrees of inflammation in the lower esophagus that may be erosive non erosive and if this has been there for a longer time you may see changes of barrett as well as uh, strictures very rarely when we retro retrovert the endoscope you may see uh, the uh, wide uh, gastroesophageal uh, the hiatus uh, so uh, the wide hiatus is also Uh, promote reflux so these uh, are endoscopic evidence of uh, reflux disease and uh, but in a symptomatic patient even with these th- uh, endoscopic evidence uh, you can't confirm the reflux disease to confirm that you may have to do ph study with impedance because not only acid you may get mixed reflux or even rarely alkaline reflux as well so uh, ph with impedance will uh, confirm the diagnosis but it is not mandatory to treat a patient having symptoms and endoscopic findings of reflux disease
Right. So when you have a symptomatic patient with evidence of reflux disease, how do you decide which ones need surgery? Do you offer surgery to all patients with reflux or do you try with any other modalities? How do you come arrive at this decision? Uh, the reflux disease, uh, there are three main modalities of treatment of the reflux disease. Uh, and uh, you may uh, add, uh, treat with combined modalities as well. The first modality of treating these patients with uh, lifestyle modification. If you understand the mechanism of reflux, what factors promote reflux, we can uh, <coughs> enhance certain anti-reflux factors and we can uh, reduce uh, the factors which promote reflux. So we all know the increased intragastric pressure increases reflux. So intragastric pressure goes up when you have large meals because stomach distends more and then when it distends more the pressure inside it goes up. That happens in the bladder, stomach, even in the bowel as well. So to, really, uh, to overcome that we, may, we can ask patients to have small meals but when you have small meals he is hungry. So to overcome that he can have more frequent small meals. If food tend to stay in the stomach for a longer time and if you add some more meal top of that, it, the pressure goes up. So we can avoid certain food items which retain in the stomach for a longer time like oily food. Then intragastric pressure can be increased due to external pressure as well. So we may ask them to avoid tight garments. And certain behavior also increases in drastic pressure like sort of you drink aerated uh, drinks like uh, aerated uh, soft drinks, uh, beer. The gas produced in the stomach increases the gastric volume, hence the intragastric pressure. So we can ask them to avoid those things as well. So that will reduce all these things, tight garments, food habits, reduce the uh, uh, intragastric pressure, hence the reflux. Other thing, gravity encourages reflux, uh, encourages anti-reflux. So uh, these patients tend to reflux mainly during night. So symptoms during night can be reduced by asking patients to keep the head or sort of incline the uh, bed, head end of the bed about 4-5 inches. But you can't do it indefinitely, sir. We can't have 90 degrees bed upright. It is not practical for them to sleep. Uh, so we can try this also to some extent. Then uh, we can try if these things fail or in addition to these things we can try pharmacological measures. Stomach contains acidic, so antacids or acid suppressors uh, will reduce the acid contents uh, acidity hence the symptoms but it will not reduce the amount of reflux. So uh, uh, alkylating agents are okay but it, they don't last long so they are good for rescue pain 
but long lasting uh, acid suppressors like h2 receptors or uh, pro, uh, proton pump inhibitors are helpful these are good if they have acid reflux but if they have neutral or mixed reflux or alkaline reflux these are not going to do many good and uh, there is a doubtful benefit of prokinetics as well uh, i said because it is doubtful because some studies have shown uh, the benefit of prokinetics are uh, not significant they increases the gastroesophageal junction pressure at empties the stomach so by these two mechanisms theoretically tend to uh, reduce reflux if all these things fails and patient is symptomatic or patient compliance is poor for these measures we have to consider surgery